Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, and Balance podcast or radio show by Gabi Abdelkadir. Today, I have this amazing, incredible guest for you today. Her name is Tammy Williams, and she also happens to be one of my great friends and one of my mentors, especially when it comes to marketing. So here is her bio. It's a long bio. I'm going to read a short portion of it, but I will be posting her whole bio and her social media links uh, on the page if you want to get in touch with her. So Tammy Williams is a mom. She's a wife, a mom of three. She's the founder of Women Champagne and Real Estate, a group designed to empower women with all things real estate. She is also a matrix global business consultant and entrepreneur helping individuals and businesses monetize on their websites as well as shows individuals how to be the best version of themselves. Keeping up with marketing trends has been key to her business success, allowing her to share her specialized knowledge in converting website visitors to requests for quotation inquiries, subscribers to newsletters, downloads, etc. With her specialized knowledge, she now shares with entrepreneurs and small businesses around the world. With her passion of helping others, this is one of my favorite parts. In addition to all, she began an ongoing initiative in November 2019, namely Walk a Mile in Her Shoes campaign in Durham region, collecting gently used or new footwear for various women in shelters. Today, she has collected over 300 pairs of ladies' footwear. I love that. It just gives me goosebumps. Her motto is give a woman the right pair of shoes and she can conquer the world. Tammy Williams, welcome to my podcast. Wow. Thank you so very much, Gabby. Oh, my goodness. I just have to pinch myself and make sure this is real. <laughs> it is real. But finally. I'm, I'm a guest on your podcast. You know what? I want to give it right back to you because... Uh, You've been doing this for quite some time. The thing that I love about you is that you're so supportive. You're a wealth of knowledge and you're so humble. I don't think people really know the gem and the power inside of you. And I just want to thank you for giving so many people all over a platform just like this to share who they are. So people get to know who they are and how they actually have overcome all kinds of things Challenges. in their life. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Very sweet of you. Thank you so much, Tammy. So talk to me. I want to hear a little bit about you growing up as Tammy. <laughs> what were you like growing up? How long do I have? Uh, three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Okay, let me try to do this in a snapshot. Okay. You know, growing up as Tammy, uh-huh. a shy girl. Okay. Yes, a shy girl. Okay. And uh, people would never know that now when they you know, see me in different places. But I was actually a shy girl. I was that girl who uh, was very determined to get something done. I was automatically chosen to be a leader in different things, like from going to vacation Bible school. I was the one that brought like 15 kids, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, um, anything we're trying to do in the community. It was always me saying, come on, guys, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And uh, I also had some challenges. Um, growing up in a community that of people that didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what used to happen is I was not, um, I guess you can say always like a individual that uh, was uh, in that in crowd sometimes. 
but even though I was friendly and I was jovial, you know, I had my little space somewhere and also because I was playing sports. So my mom actually has uh, one of my report cards (laughs) when I was like in grade one or grade two and she read to me years ago and it said that uh, Tammy is very uh, soft-spoken but determined and willing to do whatever it takes. She helps others in the classroom often and as a matter of fact, sometimes I have to ask her if she could not be so helpful. Oh, really? Yeah, that is so Tommy, though. Yes. That is, you haven't changed a bit. That is so you. Oh, my goodness. And you, you I understand also you, you, you were huge into basketball. Yes. Up. Yes. Um, interesting enough, I didn't start playing basketball until I was in probably a junior high. Mm-hmm. grade seven, grade eight, but I was really good. No, yeah, grade seven, grade eight, I was really good. And so I thought I was going to be, you know, this this amazing basketball athlete. You know, uh, I got caught smoking. My mom caught me smoking and she told me, your athletes do not smoke. So you go to your coach tomorrow and you tell them that you have to quit every sport you're in for a whole year. How old were you when you were smoking? Yes. I think I might have been 14 or no, oh my. probably 12, 12, 12. over 13, because all my friends were doing it. Uh-huh. So you and had so, to follow the you know, crowd. Oh my goodness, I fell into that. So that hurt me so much because I had a whole year sitting out of all my sports. And what happened was in grade nine, I picked up the basketball again and started to play. And the only thing is that uh, when I tried out for the junior team, because I knew I had some good skill and so did my friends, I didn't make the junior team. So I tried out for the grade nine team and made that team and ended up being like the center uh, for that team. And what's interesting about that is uh, I went on from there from uh, junior high to high school playing, coming to Toronto, a big city in Toronto, ended up being the captain, uh, MVP, uh, female athlete of the of all Ontario colleges uh, more oh, than wow. once. Um, I ended up, and it was interesting because here I was uh, in grade nine, where my, I just finally started to get my confidence. Yeah. And I was told I wasn't good enough to be on that team. Why and it was didn't that? Stop me. Am it I supposed to guess? Am I supposed to guess why? Well, I, I believe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't look like everybody else that was yeah. on the team. Okay, let's put it that way. Okay. And, yeah. and because I had the comms that I had and I felt really confident and loved the sport, I didn't let that stop me. And then I moved from Sudbury to Toronto where there was more people that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Wow. More diverse. That was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And that's where I actually ended up doing so well in basketball. I got a student athlete scholarship. Um, for college and I used to send that coach who didn't let me who, who actually kept me from the team or no didn't allow me to join the team all my clippings from the newspaper <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> to show him you know you didn't stop me thank you for cutting me but I still kept on going you know um, the reason I share that about myself is because it would have been very easy to be discouraged um, yes. a lot of people didn't look like me and even though I had lots of friends I can tell you that I was shy for the longest time. I had finally found my confidence when I started to play basketball and was doing really well in sports. And that could have stunted most people from wanting to pursue anything. That's where I get my drive a lot of times because, listen, face it, we're older now and sometimes we still get told we can't do things. Oh, yeah. You know? But I always should go back to that memory of how I persevered and still came out, you know, a champion. But, you know, they didn't have anything for us then at that time. All they have right now for women, like right now, everything for women for basketball, you could do so many things. They didn't have that for me at that age. At that age, yeah. But hey, it made you who you are right now, determined. 
and uh, there is you don't take no for an answer you're like i'm gonna do it uh yeah i really really like that part of you like you just uh, so inspiring to many especially the younger ones looking up to you they could learn a lot from you like they have to be determined and not to be discouraged by whatever it is not being not looking the same like everybody else or whatever other reason it could be so you being so good at marketing and advising people i remember when the first time i think it was two years ago uh you told me send me the link to your website and i sent you the link to my website which was <laughs> and it, and then i sent you the link to your website you looked at it and then you called me you gave me a whole list of lecture that is not good this is not good you need to change it you need to hire somebody good and all that stuff and then i said oh okay and luckily a friend of mine who also builds websites she told me i want to do your website just for um reviews like to get reviews to get recommendation and yeah. she was just starting right and uh, that is when i started and you approved it you still have a little bit of issue with it but at least the at least it got 70 out of 100 you liked it so i know that you advise a lot of people on how to market themselves and what to do for them to be uh, considered as leaders in their in their in their business so let's talk about that and then maybe not websites right now you want to talk about websites a little bit because we want to get into communication, which is hey, a huge to issue. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, yeah, give us a little hint about websites. Why it is important to have a good website? What well, makes you know, a website a good website? Yeah, you know the thing about websites—they've become way more important than ever before. And so the people who did not pay that much attention, they have to do a lot of catching up. Yeah. And I tell people all the time is that. If you go to your own website and you can't find what you're looking for, right? And if it's not important enough to you to take another click or tab, tick, click on another tab, then you should go back and try to figure out what you would like to experience. And I often tell the people I'm working with, take a look at the websites that you actually love. Mm -hmm. You know, what did you like about them? And then go back to your website to try to incorporate that. Because it's funny because we can actually... Uh, figure out from all the people that are successful, the things that we love about them, the traits we love, and we will try to mimic them, you know, yeah. or just embody some of their language, some of their, their, their phrases, how they spend their days. But we don't often take a look at our website the same way. Yeah. And so the purpose of a website is really for it to actually help you and be a tool for you to keep people through the sales process mm -hmm. and give them as much as they need so that now they can make a decision without having long discussions with salespeople. You know, me being in a publishing space, I used to sell advertising people that didn't even believe in advertising. Yeah. And it didn't come from, you know, me just wanting to talk. It was to try to figure out how, what they're doing right now and what we can offer them could actually make it better. So I'm doing consultations all the time with individuals and you should hear some of the questions I ask them about their own website and they don't even know the answers. I know. <laughs> wow, you got me like that so many times, right? Yeah, I ask them questions about it. And so if you think about like, you know, the directories, anyone who knows about a directory, like years ago, there was a phone book, you know, a community phone book that you can put your name in, your company in, and that's great. They're still around. But if you take a look at a website right now, most times I find that people have been bought 
they no, sorry, they bought or they were sold a package based on price. Three pages, five pages, ten pages. The problem with that is not having someone like myself in between the person designed the website mm-hmm. and the person that wants the website. Because from a functionality standpoint, is it going to meet the client's needs? And that's where I come in a lot of times. Sometimes it's too late. They already have a website developed and now I'm looking at it and there has to be some revamping to it. You know, it ends up being a, we have a little joke, ends up being like a a glorified yellow pages Uh online. No one wants that. I think you've made like uh, quite a few clients to revamp their websites. I know that for sure. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. But they're doing much better now than they did before you helped them. Yes. Yeah. They give me some good feedback about it. And the best thing about it is that they like it themselves. Yeah. So I always often tell them that after we make these kind of uh, suggestions or enhancements, Mm -hmm. send a link to some people that are not in business. Yeah. And have them go through your website. They usually can tell you what's missing (laughs) more than your best friend who's going to tell you what you want to hear. But you want to hear, you want to hear what you need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. You allow me to do that with you. I know. eh? Thank you. I know that it still needs work, but, uh, but yeah, but it was, it is much better now than it was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk communication. This is a subject that has been like an issue for a lot of people, the lack of etiquette in communication, the lack of proper professional communication. Let's talk about that today. Wow. Where do we start? I know. It's a big conversation. We don't have enough time for it, but what I like to tell people all the time is just like you would be face to face at a networking event. And now we're doing so much things online. We have to figure out to ourselves, what is really text worthy? What's Facebook messenger worthy, what's email worthy, and what's phone call worthy. And we have the beautiful little friend on our Facebook, and I believe also on Instagram that you can leave a voice message worthy. So I like to share that with individuals because we're so used to texting, but listen, how you feel and what you're saying sometimes doesn't come across the same way as the person receiving it. Absolutely. Tell me about it. You know, so... It's, it's similar to an email where you create an email, maybe someone's haste and they're angry. I always tell people, just, just take your time first, read it before you send, because once you send it, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. So the yeah. same thing with your message. Um, too many times I find that people are just sending things, but there is no uh, preface to it. You know, if you go to a book, for example, there's always an introduction at the beginning of the book. Yes. Unless you know what you're going to be reading. Yeah. So if you think about taking that extra little time to personalize it, as opposed to just here's a video or please be my guest, why not put the person's name in there? Yeah. You know, if you've seen that they posted something, especially I'm talking about Facebook right now, or Instagram, why not comment on something that they post and say, I've seen you just post something about your pets and then get into what you're talking about. And, you know, the thing about communication, you know, it can really make or break a relationship. Absolutely. You nailed it. You know, Go on. I'm listening. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I can talk about this all day long. It's, it's one of those things for me that um, too many people in the communication field, they're, they're, they're more listening to respond as opposed to listening to hear. Yeah. And when you don't take the time to hear, you don't even know where that person really is. 
where they're at with whatever it is you want to offer, whatever you want to say, you know, make sure of that. We have to be really concise. I mean, I actually uh, am the queen, even though you're the queen of declutter, I'm the queen of emails and uh, getting the replies from an email. They used to say when I used to work in the office, like, oh, we can tell Tammy's in the office now because the phone's ringing. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, it was either my emails or voicemails. I used to have the sales staff I used to work with and supervise mm -hmm. um, how to do a compelling email. And that comes from your subject line, has to be very compelling, and also the tone of the email information. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So it's similar to our voice as well. Like, uh, I got a couple of emails, I got a couple of text messages today. And all they sent me today, Gabby, was a link. No hi, no how are you, uh, happy Saturday. And uh, I'm looking at them and I'm going, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, uh, okay, so, okay, so they have, they, they sent me this thing for an event, okay, <laughs> you know, and we're not, we're not even on a first name basis, so I'm not expecting that from yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, so here's the lesson on communication, please. Yeah. If you go to a networking event, think about face-to-face. -face. You don't just, and I said this last week, you just don't go up to someone and say, here. Your business card, yeah. Away, yeah. Right? You used to take some time to say, hello, happy Saturday, whatever it is, some kind of a small talk, and then get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing that can happen is that you could be actually offering what you have to someone that already knows it, or better yet, teaches what you offer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, if you didn't ask, so always try to find out where they are first. It's almost like they have this thing about salespeople just throwing things on the wall and hoping something will stick. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And then there is, I think I talked about this before, Tommy, uh, instead of like me uh, saying, hi, Tommy, in my email, for example. Hi there. I find that so annoying, Tommy, because I am not an object. When someone types, hi there, can you please, whatever, like, why are you call, saying hi there? Why can't you just say hi, Gabby, or hi, Tommy? What's, am I being too sensitive, or I am being a perfectionist? How, what do you think of this? I don't think you're being too sensitive. What I think is that most people haven't been taught proper business communication. <laughs> And what happens, unfortunately, <laughs> is like if they kind of think you're friendly, they think it's okay to say hi there. But let me tell you something. If you put out your posture of who you are as Queen Gabby Abdelgader, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the mm -hmm. clutter queen, it's going to change because everything changes when we actually step up into being who we really are. People mm -hmm. will say then, hi, Gabby, you know, hi, Tammy, you know, so we have to also come back. So, you know, here's an example. When someone sends me something like that, Mm -hmm. I reply back and say, good morning. Good morning to you, Steve. I don't <laughs> respond to what they sent me. <laughs> I don't oh respond God. to what they, so it literally forces them to say, good morning, Tammy. Mm -hmm. exactly. And I go, yeah. That's a good and idea. they don't say anything else. But then I say, you sent me, what was it that you sent me? I'll, re I'll say that to them. Or sometimes they'll add what they sent it. So we have to teach people. I know how to communicate to us. And the other thing to you, I have to talk about communication, a text messaging where mm -hmm. someone somehow got your phone number and we're not on a first name basis. So we never put them in the, in our Rolodex all the time, right? Or contact, in our phone book. In our contact, um, yeah. But they send you a text that's out the blue. 
hi, how's your day going? Hope we can talk next week. Are you available tomorrow or next week? And I'm like, who is this? They didn't even introduce, introduce themselves. Yeah. So that's also the familiarity and thinking that, okay, Gabby's so friendly, you know, and thinking that you, they were that important enough to you that you put their number in your, in your phone book. Yeah. Now they're probably really important because everyone is, but it doesn't mean that they're important to you at the time that you met them. How many yeah. people do you meet and then put their number? It doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't. It happens to me a lot on WhatsApp and then yeah. on text as well. And then I yeah. have to go back like you. I have to go back and say, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Thank you. But who is this? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me who is this? Like, because I don't know who they are. It happened to me last week. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they do that a lot. Yes. Yeah, so that's lot. one. Yeah. Like I message people and I say, um, um, hi, Gabby. It's Tammy here. We met at, you know, uh, Dairy Queen at Scarborough Town Center, okay. whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dairy Queen. <laughs> okay, I, I can tell. Okay. Right? So I'll say something like that. And then the, or if it was something like, you know, you commented on my, my, pink, uh, my pink shirt or, you know, we were, we were talking about, you know, your red purse mm -hmm. or, you know, you had the cute little baby, like whatever it is, something that I can remember. Yeah. And if I can't remember that much detail about the individual, I can definitely remember where I met them. It was the yeah. gas station you know, yeah. on King Street, you know, yeah. something like that. So they can yeah. kind of remember. But you know what's really clever, uh, I find with uh, being out there, even though we're social distancing right now, yeah. is taking a picture of you and the individual. This is a tip I've been sharing with lots of people. Okay, that's you know, If cool. you can have a connection with someone and you feel great about their energy, mm -hmm. you know, let's take a picture. So you take a picture of you and then you can send that to them. So then they will remember yeah. Gabby. Oh. Wow, that is a, something I never very done. clever. Very. My God, you are the queen of ideas. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, that would have never occurred to me. But I saw you do that one time when we were walking by the lake. Yes. Yeah. You think I would learn from that, eh? Yeah, I do it all the time. And the people are like, oh my goodness. Because you know what happens when you take a picture? Mm -hmm. You're happy, you're yeah. smiling for the camera. Yeah. So when they get the picture back to say, hey, it was so great seeing you or meeting you for the first time, even if it's a week later, they have that same feeling. Oh, my goodness. I felt so good that day when I met her or him. I just remember we talked about something. It just brings back a whole bunch of emotions right. to them. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and they, they end up being your best friend, messaging you all the time. How are you sending you pictures and stuff? And, you know, you just you build up a little relationship with the person and oh, they feel yes. so special. It We're does. all special. We have so much. You know, we have so much to offer and we can make people feel special by doing something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I should start applying that one. I should learn to apply that one. That yes. is something I never applied before. Yeah, my goodness, you are a queen. So what about when is a good time to leave a voice message on Messenger? Like people who send you stuff on Messenger, what is your advice? And when is a good time to text and when is a good time to leave a voice message? You know, I go back and forth, but most times when someone sends me a message or a Facebook friendship mm -hmm. and accept their Facebook friendship, mm -hmm. I'll immediately, if it's not the same time, but sometime within that day or two, I will send a voice print. Hi, Gabby. Thank you so much for your Facebook friendship. And I make a reference to something that I say on their post. I love what you just recently posted about be the light. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things just resonate with me. I look forward to getting to know you and I might go into something else really quick and that's it. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes, yeah. And I think that's really special. People love it. And also too, every once in a while, 
I'll do a little video of myself. Oh, nice. And I'll say, hello. I just wanted to come in here and say, hi, I'm in the middle of doing something at home, but I just wanted to say, let you know, I got your friendship. And uh, people that, oh my goodness, no one sends me a video. You look fantastic. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know, things like that. And then they'll try to send me a video of themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. I do text anybody who sends me after checking them out and all that. And I accept the friendship. I go back and message them. I say, thanks for the connection. Have a blessed day. And then yes. some immediately they reply to me and then we start connection like that. But uh, I like that voice message. Yes. Thing. I think it makes it more personal, more special. Yes. So that's a great idea. Oh my yes. goodness. So we could talk about this like for three hours if you ask me. <laughs> so what is the best advice you give to entrepreneurs and uh, you know, the small business owners about communication? Wow. Well, my goodness. I like to think that the best thing for them is to remember is what is their goal when they're reaching out to somebody? Uh, if it's an email, if it's on messenger mm -hmm. and put themselves in the other person's shoes of receiving because each and every one of us has received something that was annoying. Yes. That actually had us have a question mark. Why do I have this or why was this sent to me? Yes. And even we have a question of um, who is this person? Yes. You know, or how did we meet? So if we think about all the things that may have left us with a question or might have annoyed us, then we can in turn set up ourselves to present the message that we want, how we would like to receive one. It's almost the same thing about do unto others that you have them do unto you. It's yes. the same kind of, but you know, most people don't think that. They're just like this. They're just so... Uh, robotic. Oh, yeah. I got to send this message. I got to send it. And you know, it happens a lot in business, especially when you're dialing for dollars, you yeah. know, and you want to reach out to 10, 20 people, you just do it. It's almost like an email blast. Yeah. The same thing. I've received things with someone else's name on it. <laughs> I know me too. And it was a text. It was a text. And it was also a Facebook. Name. Hey, Karen, I hope I see you tomorrow. I'm like, okay, well, first of all, I'm not Karen. <laughs> I know. You, want to, you need an editor. You need to reach Gabby. She's, she can proofread. She can proofread all of your text messages. <laughs> I, I know. I seriously. Um, yeah. The communication. And uh, I think also too, when I talk about communication is um, kind of don't just send stuff to people without taking the time to look at their profile. Because they might have just lost a loved one. They might have actually just um, be at the vet because their pet is sick. You know, they might have had their car breaking down. People write down all kinds of things um, to let you know what's going on in their life sometimes. Yeah. And um, you might even see a message like, I'm going to be offline for a few weeks to take care of something personal. You know, so we should be sensitive to that. Because, again, you don't want to see, feel as though or seem as though you're just doing something robotically without being sensitive to the person. This is part of the relationship. Yeah. You know, one lady sent me a message. I sent her a video about a week ago. Mm -hmm. We had a little bit of dialogue through Facebook Messenger mm -hmm. and she had an interest to wanting, know, wanting to know more. So I asked her, would she have time to watch this video? And she said, yes. So I sent her the video. I left her with the video for about a week. And I sent her a message today. Hey, how is your week going? It's been really busy for so many of us. And she responded back to tell me that something was going on you know, and her home. Oh. So if I would have just ran in there and said, what'd you think of the video? That would not have been the best way. So again, finding out where people are at yes. before you communicate. 
Yeah. So I was able to have empathy towards her situation and also share with her, I'm going through something very similar right now, you know? And so I can totally relate to that. And I'm here uh, whenever you need me, you know, for whatever it may be. And just a new love and light. And yeah. she sent me back a voice print afterwards to say, thank you so much. That was really special. And she didn't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is, my goodness, you nailed it. Yeah. Because a lot of people, especially now, are going through so much hardship, Tommy. People losing jobs, getting into financial distress, people closing down their businesses. Like everywhere I drive now, I, I send love and light to all these people. Trust yes. me because a lot of people are struggling. The mental health has multiplied. Mm -hmm. The depression, anxiety has multiplied for people. And, uh, yeah. and being understanding and uh, having, being an empath and having empathy and thinking before you send a message or you send a voice message or a text or an email, like you said, is very, very uh, pivotal. You just nailed it. Thank you so much. I hope like all the listeners and all those who are going to watch this on YouTube as well, in addition to the podcast, you will really watch this twice, if not more, and share it with your families and friends. It is like a message that will really help you understand uh, how things should work, not how things are working right now, how things should work. Okay, let's have some fun before we, before we close. Okay, so okay. this is a question I ask everybody. So if you had to visit three countries before you die, mm -hmm. three countries that you haven't visited already, what countries would they be? Wow. Countries. Listen, yeah. I wasn't very smart, so I don't know if these are countries or not. But can you just ask me the question, what places in the world I'd like to go? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. What places? <laughs> okay. One what? thing about me and geography, uh -huh. as soon as I passed the test and I passed the subject and the grade, I forgot about it. Okay. I just know that I'm in Ontario and I'm in Canada. That's it. That's it. Eh? So what yeah. I'm to tell, you know what I'm trying to tell people? You don't have to be very smart. You don't have to know everything about everything. And you, there's no way you can be great at everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That if there are three places you would like to, <laughs> to visit before you die, what places would they be? Well, mm -hmm. my goodness, I have not been to Hawaii. I want to go to Hawaii. Okay. One. I want to go to Israel. Two. Both and places I want to I go to. Good for and you. I, and I want to go to Africa. Okay, Africa is a continent. So what, what countries would you like to go to Africa? Is I don't know the countries. I just know the place I want to go to. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe uh, Kenya, where the yeah. safari yeah. is. Or yeah, South Kenya. Okay, Kenya. Kenya. Okay, then you didn't say Ethiopia, so you hurt my feelings. Oh. <laughs> I know. Eh? Ethiopia has a lot of history, except that there is a civil war going on right now, right? But, oh. uh, but it's beautiful. It's green. It has a lot of mountains, a lot of history, and you know what? The Ark of Covenant is actually the original one is in Ethiopia, whether people wow. like it or not. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. So well, it has that's history. probably why I said Africa, because I want to yeah. go to all of Africa. Yeah, that would be nice. South Africa is somewhere also we should think of visiting, I think. Uh, Egypt is something you would love because yes. you look oh, like Egyptian. Goodness. You know, you can really pass for an Egyptian as well. You can wow. pass for Sudanese. You can pass for Egyptian. Egypt has Thank a you. lot we of have, history. We have a friend there. We have a friend named Ehad. Uh -huh. He was in the military there, in the police. He was a, a big-time police in Egypt. 
He has invited us to come there anytime we want to. Oh we have God. a place it's, to stay. It would be worth your time, your money to go visit Egypt. I'm telling you, it's wow. absolutely beautiful and a lot of history there as well. I like places where there is history. Yes. There is something that I read about that I could go actually see for myself and learn more. Yeah. So beautiful places. So you said, uh, let's say we will start with Kenya and Africa. And then you said Hawaii and you said Israel. Israel. Yeah. This three places I haven't visited. So maybe we should make a group thing with uh, a group of oh. us. Maybe can do that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Maybe we can make a tour when life gets normal. Fingers crossed. Well, you know, this is the new normal. We have to embrace it. I know. But like travel, you know, I think we I should be able to travel soon. <laughs> you look like you're going to cry. <laughs> I know. I know. Like I hope like things open up and I know this is going to take longer than we anticipated, but yes. hopefully when things, when life becomes normal, things is good. We can just a group of us make a plan and go travel together. Who knows? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That was an absolute pleasure having you. I had a good laugh. I learned a lot and I know that a lot of people are having a good laugh when watching this and they're learning a lot at the same time. And we're going to have part two on this people coming. Uh, I'm guessing maybe next week, part two of this. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a series because we have other uh, subjects we need to talk about as well. So this is part one and part two next week. Keep watching and keep sharing and uh, wishing you grace, peace, and balance, everybody. Stay safe. Tammy, love you. Mm, love you more. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care, everyone.